Lights, camera, action. In a studio where local filmmakers talk to other filmmakers about the inside world of film. Cut. That's not the script. F*** it. We'll fix it in post. Do you wonder how films are produced and what really goes on behind the scenes? Well, stand by. Filmmakers Kevin Mumphrey, Victoria V.A. Jones, and Carson Hype Ferguson explain all the details. Right here on F*** It, we will fix it in post podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whenever you're listening, I thank you for doing so. I am Kevin Mumphrey once again, and this is... Watch your profanity. Right. Fix it in post. I do have my colleagues with me, Karsten Hype Ferguson. Yeah. And Victoria V.A. Jones. What's going on? Today, we have an actress out of the Los Angeles area. She goes by the name of Ariel Jones. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you guys for having me. I was very pleasantly surprised. <laughs> well, we, we aim to please. We, we, we've come a long way in a short time, so thank you. We want to start off, let's start off with... How did you get, like, what made you get into acting? Um, so I'm originally from Washington, D.C., and I attended Duke Ellington School of Performing Arts. I was a theater major there. Um, there's been a few talents that have come out of Duke Ellington, Dave Chappelle being one of them, Samira Wiley. She played Puse Washington on um, Orange is the New Black. She came out of Duke Ellington. Um, the singer Ari Lennox also came out of Duke Ellington School of Arts. She was a vocalist there. So there's a lot of really amazing talents come out of that school. Um, after I graduated from Duke Ellington, I actually switched gears a little bit. I went to Columbia College, Chicago, and I majored in television production. Um, I think that studying theater in school took away the enjoyment of practicing the craft of acting. And I just kind of wanted something different. Um, so I did television production. I was filming, editing. Uh, I did writing for television. I did news anchoring for a little bit. I tried radio. I kind of dabbled in a lot of other technical sides of the industry. Um, and then I did a semester away out here in LA where I worked at Raleigh Studios. Um, and I think that my experience, in my experience doing that, I saw that the industry is very white male dominated. And I think that I wasn't sure if I could see a place for me in the industry. So I went back to Chicago afterwards. Um, I worked in fashion for a little bit, but I still really wanted to be in California. So I did end up moving back out to California in 2016. And I continued to work in fashion and um, beauty for a little bit. I was working for a clothing brand in 2020 when we when the entire world shut down and so i was working from home and um i was very bored i was very bored i was unhappy and i would have thought that working from home and i having to go into an office would solve all of my problems and then i kind of had a moment to really assess what my five-year plan really is what do i see myself doing and um, I just started to submit myself to a few commercials and films and projects. Um, I guess being non-union, I had more of an opportunity to kind of like do smaller projects. So I submitted myself um, in the middle of the pandemic and I started getting booked. I started working on short films and commercials and things like that. Um, I quit my job 
<laughs> and it's oh, kind of kudos. Been, yeah, it's kind yeah, of yeah. Been taken off ever since. So yeah, I'm very grateful. So You've how done does a it, lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> so how does it feel coming from uh a spot where all those fa- who, people who are famous now coming from? So does that like put like a lot of pressure on you or what? Um, you know, I feel like Duke Ellington was um, a very nurturing environment. I think that we all had big dreams and goals, um, but it was really up to us to graduate and to be able to take what we've learned and like learn more and try to become business savvy. And I feel like those that have really made it in these industries, it's because they learned about the business that they were going into. Whereas at Duke, we learned a lot about the craft that we were practicing. Um, I don't think it, I don't think I feel pressured necessarily, but I do feel very hopeful because it is like my peers are an example of what can be achieved because we've all come from the same place. We've all come from the same city and we've all had the same level of training, at least on that level. So I think it's very inspiring to see these people that I remember walking the halls with now making albums and traveling and like doing what they love to do so for me i think that i use that as an example of what i can achieve um and even though i i you know obviously they continued that path after duke ellington and you know that obviously has resulted in them being where they are i i even though i feel like i'm I don't feel behind, I guess. I feel right. like everything yeah. that I've experienced and the things that I've learned in the industries that I've worked in have all been able to, I've been able to use it and it's been useful to me now. And I feel like I can't imagine, I the person that I am now, I'm experienced, I'm savvy, I'm smart, you know, like I don't scare easily. You know, oh, that's I'm what I'm talking secure. about. She's like, oh, <laughs> you know, oh, you, you, you's loyal. What? Uh, no, like the, the DJ, uh, you know, I, I made a D, uh, that was DJ Khaled reference. Okay, I but, got you. Yeah. We understand. Please well, continue. My, my, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to break your train of thought. Sorry. No worries. But I just say, I say all that to say, like, I feel like now is the time for me to pursue what I'm pursuing. Um. So I feel like it's all happening when it's supposed to happen for me. All right. So being a female in this industry, how hard is it for you? Um, I I definitely would say like I have had a different experience. Um it is still very male dominated. Um, you know, I I walk onto certain sets and I think that I have to have a certain level. I always have a certain level of professionalism, but you know, I, I, I feel like I am a little bit more alert right? in in a lot of ways. Um, You know, there's like that line between being friendly and being too friendly and I am outgoing and I am personable, but I know that I have to have a boundary in certain situations because like, not wanting to give someone the wrong impression or like not wanting to be unprofessional. Like I, I, I'm always in a constant state of just like self observation when I walk on a certain sets. Um, Also like filming late nights in LA, worrying about safety, worrying about, you know, like doing small projects. I always ask like, who's on the set? How big is the production crew? 
you know, just like making right. sure that I'm only putting myself in safe situations. So you know that, the environment you're in. Exactly. And so, just like, you know, making sure I have people that are, that I can call that are close. You right. know what I mean? Or like, you know, making sure to drive there. Where do I park? <laughs> like, just like kind of making sure that I am safe because um, like doing these smaller projects, you don't really know what you're going into sometimes you know and just like definitely and then knowing like what projects to say yes and no to just making sure that um like i only do things that are of a certain standard because of my own reputation and just making sure that i'm seen in a positive light as well you know saying no to certain things knowing what to say yes and what to say no to so it's been a different it's been definitely a good portion of this experience is through a feminine gaze and just like making certain decisions as a woman. Yeah. In so the do you br like bring people with you? Cause I know that like certain spots that I go to, or if I'm doing a film or something like that, I'll probably bring most of the time I bring Kevin with me because mm. I don't know what's going to happen. And uh, if they don't listen to me, they'll listen to a male's voice. So these guys are mm -hmm. always good at uh bald head black man. <laughs> always good at speaking up for me if somebody you know shuts me down or something like that so do you always like do you have that person or those people around you you know what interestingly enough i haven't had the luxury because of covid and gotcha. so they're very particular about who we bring on set because i have friends i have people around me who like you know are in the industry or like live close by if i'm filming something um, but because of COVID, because of COVID protocols, because of like testing and mask mandates and all that kind of stuff, like we are not able to bring people on set. Also, I do want to, I know that I want to make sure that I can navigate this industry independently. Right. And so I know that there are instances where I won't be able to do that. So I kind of try not to do that now. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially walking onto professional sets, like I want to make sure that I'm regarded as a professional and that like I don't need somebody with me and I can speak for myself. I re represent myself um, well. Um, so I think that with COVID, I've been kind of pushed to make sure that I can be independent and just like know what the red flags are when to politely excuse myself and let them know that I'm not going to be able to, you know, and which doesn't really happen or just like to kind of look up the director look up you know like as much information as i can about whatever it is i'm filming and like decide in a good amount of time that this is not for me so that they can find somebody else and just trying to like handle things as professionally as possible that's, right. all, that's awesome like the, the fact that you even look out like that too that that'll go a long way i'll tell you i'll tell you that right now firsthand that'll go a long yeah. way now you mentioned these uh red flags now, for somebody who's new, like, what are some of the red flags do you look for? Well, um, I feel like there's a good I, story with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think I would prefer. I know that things happen in production, and sometimes we don't get locations and times and things like that until last minute. It just is what it is. But I look at like the way a call sheet is sent out, the way that it's designed, who's copied on it, you know, like, are there people that I can contact if something happens? Who's the first AD? Who's the director? Who's going to be on set? Um, if it's a smaller project, I'm looking at their Instagram. I'm looking at who's liking their Instagram. I'm looking at if they've done work prior. Is there a telephone number that I can call? 
And then um, where in LA are we shooting? Is it a decent area? You know, is there parking? Are there gonna be, you know, water or whatever provided? Like, are they thinking about the, the, the crew? Because it kind of gives the indication that they've done this before, you know, or, or like, is this, are they kind of winging it? And like, yeah, I look at their Facebook pages. Like, I try to look at their YouTube, like to see if there's other work that has been done. Like, I just try to like, because again, I, a lot of the small projects that ha that I have done have kind of like helped me get to where I am. So I, I'm not against doing small projects, student films, like those are the ones that you want, right? Because you right. make those connections yeah. and you don't know where that's going to end up. Those are the ones that I go for, but I also want to make sure it's safe, it's professional, um, and that it's worth my time if I'm obviously going to be driving in L.A., paying for gas, trying to find parking. You Lord, know what gas I mean? is like, expensive. It has to be worth it. Exactly. You're gas paying L.A. gas. Like, oh. What is it exactly. for you right now? Out here, I think that the highest I've seen is like six forty nine. What? Oh my gosh! And I think four dollars for us Look, is bad. We crying Listen, at four dollars. Don't complain. <laughs> <laughs> don't complain. Oh my god! Yeah, so there's no joy riding in that. <laughs> nah, no. like, nah. Unless you want a bicycle. <laughs> yeah. Or a bird. One of those. Not in your car. Oh, my stomach hurt off that. Oh that my hurt. goodness. Okay. Oh, I lost my train of thought for a second. Okay, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good now. I'm good. You just you just punched me with that number. <laughs> so you won't, you won't be visiting LA this week. This uh, summer, will you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, like, ironically, ironically though, the summertime they switch blends and it'd be a little bit cheaper. What's a little bit cheaper? Ten cents? Yeah. Five cents? Ten cents. That ain't enough. Hey, I need it, it to makes, go down a dollar. It, make, it makes a difference. Does it? Every cent counts. No, it doesn't. A when dollar it go, when counts. It, when it goes up, it, every cent counts. A dollar counts. Mm. You you I, Kroger, ain't you? Uh, actually, I don't use Kroger the, too much. Like every now and again, like I, I do have the rewards program, but I, I'm I, uh, I I'm very very unloyal when it comes to rewards programs. So I get three cents off over here, six over there, ten over there. I was like, hey, look, I, please, ain't, ain't I, no loyalty with that with that gas company. I'll I'll get it where I can get it. But back to you. One uh, is because you're originally from the Washington area. Now, um, usually actors they go to New York or they go to LA, but you chose LA. So, what was it about LA that that kind of grabbed your attention outside of New York? Um, I think that I think that I chose California because I figured if I, for whatever reason, decided that this was not for me. I still enjoyed being in California. I enjoyed the weather. I enjoyed the people. Um, California gives you whatever you want. If you want snow, you can go to the mountains. If you want the beach, you can go to the beach. You know, like it. I I picked a place where I knew that I could live. Um, funny, I did actually move to New York for a few months. A this few was months. In it was a few months. <laughs> I tried it out. It was the end of the summer. It was was it six months cheaper. or less? It was like two. Oh. And <laughs> it, it was like two. Man, just worked Honestly, out so swimmingly, huh? It didn't take me long to decide that that was just not what so, I, I didn't want to live there. So what was it about it was New York where you was like, nah, this ain't going to work? <laughs> it, it was the traffic, wasn't it? 
it was a trap. <laughs> oh man. It was all of it. I just, and I, I don't know. Like, I just felt like something, it was something about it. I was like, I feel like it's going to be more difficult for me in this market for some reason. Like, I feel like it was just, there was a lot of people trying to do the exact same thing. Pe you know, I was like running around going to auditions and just like people are cold and moody and it uh. was just a different vibe. And I was like, you know what? I feel like, I feel like there are more young independent creatives out here in California that are doing art for art's sake that I can collaborate with some really creative people and just see how it goes. Whereas in New York, I just got this vibe of like survival mode. Like doggy dog. Survival yeah, I can mode see that. to the point where they they kind of like forget why they're doing the thing. Right. Because it's like paying the rent and like getting around and having to struggle to stay afloat. And California doesn't have that vibe for me. So it just wasn't for me. It started to get cold. I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Done. Oh, it started to get cold. <laughs> I was like, that's enough. That's don't enough. don't come like, to Tennessee. The, the, the weatherman said, wait, how cold is it? Hold, hold up. So, so, but she lived in Chicago for a little bit. And I heard they have disrespectful wind up there. We do. They do have disrespectful wind. And yeah, I, I told yeah. myself I would never put myself in that situation again. So when the wind started in New York, yeah. I was like, I remember this feeling. I don't like this feeling. I yeah. need to go back to California. So I actually moved right back. Like I was in New York for a little bit and I moved right back. So, so if it's under fifty, it's not for you at all. But yes. Yeah. Don't yes. don't don't come to Tennessee with all this bipolar weather. Oh yeah. yeah. One day is seventy. Yeah, yeah, one day is fifty. One day is raining. One day no, is no like like you need to be independently wealthy here so you can have a fall home. Fall, <laughs> fall is nice. Fall is nice. Yeah, there are springs and summers are fine. Summer and winter, especially winter. You can get 30 degrees. You can get 80 degrees on Christmas and That's a snowstorm in January. We no, March. And I was going to bring that up too, but yeah, we had a little snow in it March. It literally, That's I'm trying to tell you, place. it literally snowed on Saturday morning and the next day it was like 70 degrees. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah. It's, it's, done that, it's done that a couple times, but that's kind of freakish though. It, 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 it's bipolar weather. I'm yeah, trying to tell you. I mean, that's kind of freakish. It changes so quickly that you almost think, wait, did yesterday actually happen? <laughs> it's, like, it, it's like a movie. It's like a movie. That's crazy. Exactly. Yes, that is a great way to describe Tennessee weather. It is a movie. <laughs> now, I hear when um, like, um, people get into acting and they move to LA, it takes like a little, like maybe a year to adjust. Was that about the same for you? Um, You know what? I think that. It took it took a little bit for me to adjust being in LA, um, but as far as getting into the industry, I was able to jump right in it. And I think it was because of the shutdown. So, um, so what was it about the um, being shut down that made it so easy for you? Well, big productions had stopped. I was going in as non-union, um, and I think that there were a lot of creatives still willing to create. And there weren't a lot of actors who were wanting to kind of still be out and trying to get work. You know, everybody had like the option of unemployment or like working from home or whatever. And so I think I was part of that small percentage that was still taking that chance to go on set. And mind you, this is when, this is before vaccines, before testing, before we, like 
all of the information that we were getting about COVID-19 was from Twitter. So I was like, well, what a great place to get your information. You know, when they were like, Oh, hold your breath. And if you can hold your breath for 10, <laughs> 10 seconds, like then you're good. And I'm like, Oh, well, I'm good. It's so, like, I'm going to go to an audition. You know what I mean? So I feel like I, I kind of was taking the risks when like not a lot of other people were taking those risks. And I was kind of willing to just, see see where it goes i think that if and also i just i did it a little bit differently whereas i didn't look for representation um i didn't want to get an agent i didn't want to get a manager i wasn't really up on a lot of casting sites i was just kind of like finding the small projects um i connected with this really amazing um filmmaker and he made a short film that's won several awards actually at film festivals. And that was one of my first projects that I had worked on. And from there, he referred me to somebody else who was working on something and it just kind of went from there. And then as things started to open up and, you know, open back up, this was about two summers ago. I was like, okay, well, like now I'll go on LA casting, now I'll go on backstage, you know, like now I'll try to submit myself through these other channels. Uh, to just see, you know, what happens. And it just kind of took off from there. So I think that, you know, and obviously we all operated differently in these last three years. It was a very scary time. But I think that what was scariest for me was that I, it's like, okay, anything can happen. So like, what do I want? And what do I want to do? And what do I want to be doing? Um, and so I think that that was the scariest part of that for me was to be like working from home and like not having anything to look forward to, not really feeling passionate about anything, not really feeling fulfilled in any way. And so I just kind of took the risk and went out there and just like was on set, obviously with a mask on or whatever. Um, yeah. And so I think that there were just like a few actors in the area that were like non-union and were allowed to do non-union work and we were all just kind of out there seeing what you know what we could do and also not expecting pay for it so i did a lot of free projects to start off just like doing it for the sake of doing it meeting people networking that way on sets and um just kind of seeing just being open to seeing where it would go and that's how you build yourself up doing the free stuff at exactly. first I, i'm gonna call exactly. you best friend i'm gonna call you best friend what? <laughs> I was just saying. I don't get it. I don't either. I don't. <laughs> but you like no, no. Be, be willing. Be willing to do free projects. You know, doing the doing the uh, the things that need to be done. You know, like a lot of people, they don't like doing none of that. They don't like doing yeah. anything. They just want to. They well, want. How you, how you gonna get yourself out there if you don't do? You don't, I, I can't don't get from the top and start you, at the bottom. You talk you, to them. You never start to at the bottom. No, they they don't want to start from the bottom and now they be here. They want to start from here. And like, yeah. forget the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. You're not. It's I'm just, not, I'm I don't not know. lying. I don't know why the, the fact that you said that was funny to me. Because it it's him. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah I'm, a, I'm a funny guy. You are. But uh, I wanted to touch on the, um, you being non You're still non-union, correct? Yes, I'm still non-union. Now, they usually, at least just from what I've heard, that in L.A. it's like uh, it's harder to get work when you're non-union because the union is like pretty much based in LA. So was there like this, like, um, out, like the COVID kind of create this opening for union for non-union workers? Um, from what I experienced, I've experienced the opposite. 
And I remember a lot of my friends, the connection that I made that were in the union were having a really hard time during the pandemic because there weren't very many union jobs, whereas there were student films still filming and like commercials and that kind of thing. And so it kind of created a lane for those who were non-union to be working while the union actors were like waiting for, you know, these the studios to start filming again. So I experienced the opposite. Um, I think that being non-union, it allows me to kind of be a little bit more creative. Um, I've done short films. I'm working on a short film now. I've done commercials. I've done airline commercials, food commercials. Um, I just recently shot uh, the spring campaign for Doc Martin shoes. And that was non-union. Thank you. Um, That was non-union. So I've, I've been able to to kind of move about in a way that I want to. I know with union, um, there are dues to be paid and like you're kind of limited in like what you can work on. Like you can only work on certain, you know, productions. And I know that, um, you know, sometimes union actors will like sneak and do certain things, but you know, you're not really supposed to. Like, there's there like a certain code of rules for union right. actors. Yeah. Whereas with non-union, if there's a filmmaker making a really dope project, you know, I can I can be cast. Whereas like a union actor cannot. And like again, you don't know where that can go. I know union actors who book a recurring role on a show, and then the show doesn't get picked up for another season, and then they're back looking for work. Whereas like I can do whatever it is. I can do whatever I want. You know what I mean? I don't have to wait. So it gives you more freedom. Exactly. It gives me a lot more freedom to kind of work and explore. And like, again, you you just never know which one of these projects are going to take off. You never know where you're going to see yourself. You never know who you can meet. You know, we're all working to be more and to do more. And so it's like, it's amazing to connect with these artists and to not have to like, you know, wait for my next check or like wait for, you know, my next major audition because realistically I have better chances of like working on a, several small projects than like an actor has to book a recurring role on a CW show. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like just realistically. Right. So being non-union has been very good for me. And I've talked to other actors that I've met on sets and they've mostly have said the same thing and a lot of those who are union eligible have chosen not to get into the union because they just are like well i feel like i'm not gonna be able to work as much and like what's what are the what's the likelihood of me booking a show when like everyone's trying to do that right so So what is your um what is your do you have a favorite project that you've done so far um so i definitely had um i worked on doc martin um that was a lot of fun I got some shoes. <laughs> they gave me shoes. You got free shoes? <laughs> they gave me free shoes. Okay. That's always a plus. I'm in it for oh. the shoes. <laughs> All right. Always a plus right there. I know. Um, I worked with, there is a, a musician. His name is Black Party. I did a music video for him. That oh, I really saw that. Project. That's yeah, a nice song. Like, yeah, he's a really good artist um, out here in LA. Uh, it was a really, really fun project to work on. Um, I've done a music video for Calvin Harris. Um, he's like an EDM artist. That was a lot of fun. 
um, right now I'm working on a short film with um, a small filmmaker. It's actually one of her first films. And I am grateful to be able to have, because it's a small project, I kind of have a hand in things. So I'm now co-producing it with her. Oh, um, all right. I'm also thank you and I'm also wanting to dabble in costuming because I do have like a background in fashion and so I want to kind of be able to use what I know to do the costuming and so that has been I'm grateful to be a part of this because it's giving me a chance to kind of have my hand in different areas of the industry and I'm just learning so much um, and so we're producing that and that should be going into um, we should be filming that in the next couple of months so I'm really excited about that um, and then I did another short film um, that won several awards. Um, that was a really, really fun um, project, really fun set. Um, so, and then I did recently uh, a commercial for Coca-Cola. It was um, Congratulations. with, thank you. It was um, partnered with UCLA and Cinemark um, Movie Theaters. And that was a really fun project to work on. So, That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot going a lot. on i've been busy that's good that's good yeah. the, the world is officially starting to open back up so i know you know i know mandates being lifted you know stuff like that so they're like let's I, cut I loose I don't, I don't know why I, I like you said you said mandates and i, I heard mayonnaise I, that's what i heard too that's what i heard, that's too. What I heard Man too. well i'm sorry <laughs> let me re-say it Man mayonnaise I mean, mandates I'll, I was okay. gonna let it. I was gonna it? let it slide. And you were gonna let gonna me let just it. say it. I was you know, it slide. I, you know, he at least corrected me. <laughs> look, look, I, ain't, I ain't no let it slide kind of guy. I, I hope like, y'all know that. I'm Jesus, I was man. hoping I was the only person that heard that. No. And you were gonna let it slide? <laughs> yep. You weren't gonna say nothing? Yep. That's how you gonna put me I, out? I appreciate it. I just kind of like looked like, oh, yeah, nobody said. Oh, but then. <laughs> but, then but, but, but then, but then, <laughs> but then, Carson fixed that. So. You know, you and you would think <laughs> that you would correct me, Kevin. Nah, but Carson corrected me over I, here. I didn't want to do all that. No, but, but I, I wasn't correcting. I was like, I was like, I thought I heard something. But you, you know, corrected I, me. I, though. I just that was I a correction. No, it's not a correction. I just like had made observations because I didn't know what I heard. Okay, I, I'm sorry. Hey, hey it this, could have been whatever. This part of the interview is brought to you in part by mayonnaise. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I was like, I, eat, I, I'll eat that. <laughs> but given the fact, I wanted to uh, touch a little bit more on you being knowing you. Given that you have this freedom that union actors don't necessarily have, like, what kind of projects are you looking to work in? Like, are you looking? To be the villain, or you want to play like a hero? Like, what type of roles would you like like to play? Um, I think that I kind of want to dabble in a little bit of all of it. I do have of interest in horror films and Good like Lord, why? psychological thrillers and like that kind of thing. Because you can slash I, and I dash people. Listen. You just want to stab someone. Listen. <laughs> 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 That's always uh, the fun part. You didn't know that, right? That's the fun part. What I've known with most yeah. act actresses, they they want to do some sort of horror, right? And the I, only reason why I haven't done a horror film yet is because y'all probably ain't gonna get in on it. Nah, nah. Uh. -uh. But like um that uh the campy one that uh we did with uh Holly or whatever uh not nah, not nah, Holly I don't want to say Holly Heidi uh that did all kinds of 
Well, well, I've done one before, but not with y'all. I, yeah, so I'm, I'm saying yeah, yeah. Kevin's not going to do it. And Kevin, uh, Kevin will support y'all from far away. Man, See, that, that two, I, that, I do not care for horror films. Them two I, o'clock in the mornings, man. It, that's that's that's. Well, that's you got to do it at night, be, right? You got to do it when the sun's down because that's when the best horror happens. So I tend to have this notion that actresses like to do horror because they just want an excuse to stab someone. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> Possibly. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to say yes, but I'm not going to say no. Y'all, both of y'all eyes said yes. I may never have said it, but y'all eyes went, yes, exactly why we want to do this. Maybe. Maybe. I just want Like, wanna... even your eyelids like, yes. Stabbing I mean, I just want to tell somebody on set, hey, I need you to kill this person, and I'm not get in trouble as a director or and, anybody. And you'll be dressed like a hit woman when you say it. Exactly. Go ahead, take All care in of black. And well, she's gonna be wearing a full suit. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that one right there. Now, oh, oh now that one. No, she be like, you know what? He's not dead enough. Do it again. Yeah, do, do it again. again. That, <laughs> that's another take. Do another take. I mean, it's forty takes. How many times y'all gonna stab me? Do we get it right? Do we no, get it right? I, I got, I got, I got pulled out as an extra on this one set because they needed somebody, and the the uh, producer and writer was like, "Hey, we need somebody to get knocked out," and it was like, "Oh, you." I was like, "Really." <laughs> <laughs> you need me That's to get saying. knocked out. I would have pulled the black card. Hey, so you're just going to pick the brother? Really? So what if it was another black dude who was knocking you out? Don't matter. I'm still pulling that card out. Oh, my God. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially if it's on February. Really, dog? On Black History Month? I mean, how are you going to say that if it's another black dude? Don't you? matter. I'm not getting knocked out. It, 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 <laughs> not it for free. It was, it, was another, it was another black dude. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, yo, um, can we... um. Can, like can 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 I struggle a little bit? Like why why I just get knocked out with one hit? And awesome. I, I was I was like pleading with everybody. I was like, no, see, I I gotta. Can I dodge uh, the first swing? <laughs> they're like they're like no 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 no. For sake of time, you had to get knocked out. <laughs> For the sake of t- look, man, we got all night. <laughs> how many how many takes did it did y'all have? It was like five takes <laughs> to get knocked out one time. I was like, oh man, like this is this is really hurting my ego. You're like, hey, we'll make it look good in post stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be that slow motion knockdown. Oh no, I, I look, I look, I look, I look like a punk in, in post. Because I was like, <laughs> oh, punk I look, in post? oh man, I oh I fell down. I was like, ah, oh, look at that. Fix it in post. Fix it in post. Exactly. <laughs> can't can't fix them hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, let's get back to the guests. So the um now because you you've done obviously behind the scenes stuff are you mm-hmm. looking to to kind of delve in delvage in that like maybe more production editing maybe even writing um i want to say yes i think that just as an actor it kind of makes you more of a well-rounded artist if you have knowledge of um all of the all of the different aspects of production um whether that be script writing, script supervising, um, costuming, lighting, sound, I think that these can all be helpful, especially um, just knowing what's expected of you as an actor on these sets when you walk onto these sets and just like being mindful of certain things. Um, I do think that after having experience producing the piece that I'm co-producing now, I would love to produce more. Um, I definitely think that I am drawn to taboo stories. I think that we see a lot of the same thing. And I and there's a lot of um, 
there's a lot of remakes. You know, a lot. Oh, a lot oh, of really? The same version. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. Where on earth I did you get that idea? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't be the only one who is. Gary, we making this interview. Like, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> It's and a it's, lot. it's a lot of it's bad a lot. ones, a bad ones. Let me tell you. Yes. So, you know, a lot of the same story. And I don't think that I'm alone. I feel like there's a collective of, of artists that are just ready to see something different. Right. And I would like to also explore just taboo stories, things that we haven't seen, things that we don't talk about. Like, I, I just want something different, you know, I I am just like tired of seeing the same things. I'm tired of seeing the same shows. I'm tired of seeing the same movies being Amen to that. You know, it's like Okay, but when like you we've say we've seen it, we've seen this. When you say so, taboo, what do you mean taboo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, please elaborate. Sure. What are y'all thinking? Like just, we're yeah, dudes. What, what were you We're no, dudes. No, no, I'm like, Trust no, 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 no. We ain't even, we ain't even going down there. We ain't going, we ain't going that route. I'm just like, I'm like, no, no, what's a taboo story? Like, cause you know, taboo to you, it may be something taboo to, you know, that dude on the internet or whatever, you know, so uh, the story may be different. No, cause like some, some, in some people's cultures the, or whatever, the tattoos. community, it may not be as nah, taboo. <laughs> we ain't even going there. Right? <laughs> we, we, we don't want to talk about no Reddit. We don't talk about no Reddit. But I'm, but I'm saying like taboo, like a tattoo would be taboo in certain, certain communities. Like uh, ear piercing would be taboo in certain communities. So it didn't even have to be like that, that crazy. You know, are you going to take a, tell a uh, ear piercing story or something like that? Is that going to be your taboo what? story? What? <laughs> I, I tried to roll that example in there. You see? Well, I'm trying. <laughs> Try. <laughs> <For an> <laughs> okay, I'm confused. I'm, I'm confused. Say, well, for an example, like say Pose, for example, Pose was groundbreaking because it was a story that we don't get to see. You know, it was it was completely different from other things that are on television right now. Um, or like one of my favorite directors is Jordan Peele. And I think that he also makes taboo stories. Like putting black and brown actors in the horror space, that's different. We don't see that a lot. We don't see these kinds of stories. And like, I want to kind of continue to go in that direction. Like things that we don't usually see. We see a lot of teenage drama, you know, we see a lot of, um, a lot of uh, shows about, you know, we like to consume things that are like exciting and risky, like drugs, you know, shows about the drug cartel or about drugs or about like, you know, we have a lot of movies about Beverly Hills cops, like cops in New York. We have, we know, we've, we've seen <laughs> things. Right. You know what I mean? We see There's always something going on in New York. <laughs> that, right? There's like always these like, police action shows and drama we have a lot of hospital dramas like we have you know like it's we see the same superhero movies again and again and again and again and again and it's just like that's great people love those things people love that kind of um media people love those kind of movies those kind of television shows but what else like what else can we talk about and like where else can we see brown faces you right. know like I, I see a lot of, I, I watch a lot of television and I'm like, is the story really different if it was a black family? Like it is, would the story be that different if like the main character or the protagonist was a black woman? You know, like, it, are, like, does it, like, why can't we just exist 
in these spaces creatively? Like, why can't we as brown people be seen in these spaces that are normal? Right. Just like regular, yeah. a regular family. Does it have to be so different if it's a black family? You know what I mean? I want to normalize seeing brown faces on TV and in movies and just like living, you know, depicting a normal life. Like I don't, I don't see that often. It's like always, you know, and I, like I, and I, again, I watch these shows and I'm like, like this could have easily been a black woman. Like why, how, like what about a brown face makes it so like, I don't understand that I want And I feel like Jordan Peele is doing really good with that. Like he's also but he we're, he's putting brown faces in these movies and like we can see like i want to see more of that i just i want to see something else amen to that see. in uh in, in saying that uh i remember like um uh keenan was not keenan ivory um what's the, the brother that was on my wife and kids damon Wayans. yeah yeah damon uh, wayans damon wayans did my wife and kids and he said he got so much pushback for putting like his son on there, portraying his son in the TV series is like an idiot, basically. And I was like, it w- I mean, that's part of normal, right? I was like, you know, hey, some people ain't got the smartest kids. <laughs> I was like, I was like, so, what, like, how do you feel about like like criticisms that are like aired? Do you think it's like unfair or is just welcome and it's just part of the normalization of uh, like any any new show? Um. Like just criticisms in general, or just like yeah. Well, well, I'm saying like specifically, like say if there was like a a new black show or whatever, and they did something like that with that uh that uh the Wayans was talking about, where he had mm-hmm. a like a very inarticulate son, or you know mm-hmm. may, maybe even a son that had like a like a learning disability or something like that, mm-hmm. and showed like that different side, and you know humanizing us versus mm-hmm. like just being caricatures. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think that is no secret that we're like viewers are overly critical of works of art that depict black people. Like there's always something to say. It's always too much of this or not enough of that or like, you know, it's it's always I feel like in general, we have to be like we're how we have to be excellent. Like we have to be better we have to try harder and I feel like even still there's a criticism I think about um the young singer um Hallie Bailey she's going to be depicting Ariel in a live action adaptation of The Little Mermaid and people are saying things about it and we haven't even seen it yet right. <laughs> you know like we haven't <laughs> even seen it so it's not even like a preview. I, I feel like yeah. if we haven't even seen a preview, we've like only seen fan art and like already they don't like her hair or whatever. So it's like I I I don't think that it's fair. I think that in general, white people can exist peacefully in certain spaces that we can't we can't do that. And I think that in film and television is one of those things, you know, like um, I was reading the interview that Zoe Kravitz had. She just um, did Catwoman, which was excellent. I saw it and it was great. She was amazing as Catwoman. Um, and she had she said that she had 
recently or a few years ago wanted to go out for the role of Catwoman before, I think this was the one that Ben Affleck played Batman. And I think that they ended up casting Anne Hathaway. And they gave her the comment that she wasn't considered for the role because she was too urban. Hmm. And I can't imagine, like I just seeing her and Catwoman in this recent adaptation of Batman, I I just think she did an incredible job and I can't imagine anybody who could top her performance, honestly. Well, I'm just, um, especially and, especially with it being that dark or whatever, it, yeah. it was a good performance. I, I, I actually liked hers better than Halle Berry. Why are you I looking mean, at me? I, I'm, I just, mean, I, I'm looking at you both. It's not I'm saying, you first. I'm looking at you uh, second. Like I love Holly, but her is Catwoman. Yeah, that was terrible. I'm gonna <laughs> say it. I'm gonna say it. Go. I mean, people have bad movies. It's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. That was Holly's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but now you're you're in an industry that, unfortunately, criticism is like a part of it. Is it something mm-hmm. you tend to worry about, or is like you kind of just got strong skin on that? You know what. I don't worry about that. And I know it's because I do it because I love film. You know what I mean? Like, if a role is not for me, then a role is not for me. I don't think that I've ever, because I've gotten a lot of no's, but I don't think that I, I don't think that I've ever been discouraged because I'm usually grateful for the opportunity to audition anyway. You know, I am proud of myself for putting myself out there for showing up. Um, I feel inspired. I'm usually, I usually walk off a set and I'm like, okay, next time I'll do this or that or this or that. Or like, mm, I probably shouldn't do this, but like next time, you know, like it just gives me fuel, but I'm not hard on myself in that way because I'm doing it for the sake of the art. Like I'm not right. trying right. to be famous. Like I'm not trying to like be seen or be impressive in any way. Like I don't really, th- those are not my intentions. My intentions are to create, to tell stories, to be an artist, to speak to, to allow other people to speak through me. Um, I want to create art. So I know there's going to be criticisms. I know that there'll be comparisons. I'm sure that, you know, I, I haven't had a negative experience thus far. Thank goodness, knock on wood. But I'm not saying that that's what, that won't happen. But I just have released myself from feeling like I need to perform for anybody, I guess. Right. You know, like it kind of takes away from it's like, why are you actually doing this? You know, and I know that actresses come into the industry and it like chews them up and spits them out. And like they are left not knowing who they are and just feeling bad about themselves. And like, I just like in the, the space that I'm in, I, I wouldn't allow that because I know how valuable how valuable I am. And I just can't imagine me not being in a space where I don't love film and television and production and acting and writing and like character development. Like I love these things so much. It's about that more so than it is about me. So I can take the criticisms, that's fine. And it's welcome. I feel you on that, yeah. I, I want to hit the like the uh, clap emote the clap button, don't do but it. I don't know, don't know which, which one, one the clap is. button is. You you might get a boo, but yeah, no, so <laughs> yeah, so or you may get a fart noise. I don't really know which uh. one is which, so I don't want to. Uh, there's something else I'll probably just put in in post because I don't. I'm like, ooh, I think that's the button, but I don't know. You want to try it out now? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna try the button. Hold on, hold on. 
Oh, I would have gotten oh, it right. Oh, first time. <laughs> first time. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, this was what I was going to press. Oh, no. That yeah. wouldn't would oh, be too bad. Yeah, but nah, no, you, you, it it would have killed them. That wouldn't work. You don't, you that don't want that. You don't want that. That's, it, nah. it would, there are worse buttons I could have pushed. <laughs> Trust me. Like, like the one that's like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, yeah, that is the worst button yeah. I could have pushed. That, that's actually a button on there. That, no, that it is really a button. That I think you hit it one time. I did. <laughs> I'm afraid to touch this thing now. <laughs> <laughs> like I had a flash. I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's it or not. But it's we all, got it. We got it. We got it. Fix it in post. We got it. Yeah. Fix it in post. But is um uh, for somebody who's because the acting is the industry where you get a whole lot of no's and not too many yeses. So right. for someone who's not used to that. So how do you kind of get push push through the nose? Um, I just I think that in order to push through the nose, because there have been some nose that I've gotten, and it, it, you know it's like okay, but I I think that I just focus on the fact that there are just so many opportunities, and I recognize the fact that all the opportunities that I've gotten thus far have brought me to where I am, and they've been positive experiences, and I've met amazing people. So if I have to wait for that, if I have to go through some no's to get to another really good positive experience, then I can wait. Um, I also, I just, I don't know. I think that everything I do in my life, I just do it from a place of gratitude. You know, like the auditions that I do get, they're, ch they're choosing me and I'm getting these auditions for a reason. Mm -hmm. So obviously I've caught someone's attention if I'm not the right person for the role, if they don't like my reading or whatever the situation is, I've at least gotten in front of someone. So I I feel like you can't go wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there are no negatives. At right. least if you yeah. go from a place of like gratitude and just being open and like, because honestly, when I do these auditions, I don't ever expect to get them. Mm. I'm doing them because it's good practice for me. Uh, um, it gives me an opportunity to like perfect my craft, to put myself in front of someone, to get some skills under my belt. Like it's all for my use, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it, there is no, I, I don't know. I don't think every try is practice basically. Exactly. Did, did, I don't think about booking something as like the goal necessarily. Like I'm doing the thing now auditioning trying getting the nose like driving across the city to an audition that's like five minutes and then i don't hear it back like i'm doing it like, i'm planting the seeds like right. i'm going i'm still moving forward so i think if you if you're just really grateful and you show yourself grace and you just again use all of these opportunities as just practice i don't think that you have time to feel low or to feel like you're not good enough or to, you know, mm. and I know that everyone experience has, have been different because I've even heard stories. Um, but I, for me, just going into this open and willing to learn and just experience and take the experience for whatever is going to be and just being grateful to even have the opportunity especially in a time that's been so unpredictable for everyone i just take it for what it is i'm just grateful for these 
opportunities. And no, so that's that how beautiful. I look at it. That was beautiful. I like that a lot. Another button. Another button. Uh, he does a button. Yeah. <laughs> hey. You know, I, I, I do have a question for you, though. So uh, yeah. whenever you're getting ready to go for an audition or whatever, do you ever uh, like play like a, a hype music or something like that to get you like in the mood? Like to or do you you have like a, a, a track list? You got a Spotify. Um, you know what? I do try to play like. Uh, so for me, listening to music is like the quickest way to raise my vibrations. Like wherever I'm whatever I'm feeling that day, I just put on good music. I like a lot of like. um funk music i like um like groovy melodic music it just kind of like raises my mood so i do do that um there's affirmations that i speak like this like i'm grateful thank you spirit i'm grateful for this like this is gonna be great like i'm grateful to just be here like look how many things i'm you know look how many opportunities are coming my way i'm so you know i'm like the nut that's like talking in my car you know what i mean like <laughs> So I, I do that too. Like a pump, this is great. You know what I mean? Like just like getting myself there and just speaking positive affirmations about myself. Like you see how worthy you are. Like getting these opportunities, being able to put yourself in front of people. Like this is gonna pay off. You're like I'm proud of you. Like you're doing really good. You're so brave. This is brave of you. Like I self talk is extremely important, especially in an industry that can be so cutthroat. Yes. You have to know who you are, and that's how. Like that's that's how you like can maintain your self-esteem and mm -hmm. like you can keep yourself neutral in certain situations because you know yourself you know who you are so like if you're getting criticisms that are really harsh for no reason which happens you know what i mean it's like okay great like that's what you think of, of me and this isn't the environment or the opportunity for me like that's fine so i'm able to let these things roll off of my shoulder in a way that i feel like a lot of people can't because they are so busy focused on like being what someone else wants them to be right and it's like i'm going into this industry as myself and and it's in which is amazing because i'm getting opportunities as myself because i am myself like they're booking me right not the version of me that i've created to make me palatable or appealing to them it's i come as i am and i'm getting opportunities that want me and accept me and so that makes me feel amazing because it's like i don't this is what what you see is what you get like i'm not trying to be i'm from dc i have locks and i've been able to shoot amazing campaigns for brands with all of my beautiful natural hair yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> don't change your hair it just felt perfect so it's been it's been good for it's been good but you just have to know i know that this industry can be cutthroat and i know that it can really ruin people's self-esteem especially young women and you just have to know who you are you have to really be secure and know who you are and like that is what keeps you sane and it can allow you to move in and out of these situations and not feel torn down that's or what like, i'm talking about so yeah. speaking of locks since you mentioned it <laughs> you know <laughs> it, you know and and i got my locks over here um what, what imaginary say what? locks say what i got imaginary locks. yeah both of y'all do i like them both of them thank you no i don't i don't have imaginary locks i do <laughs> you got knots in your head though oh whoa <laughs> i'm not, <laughs> I'm not whoa, saying whoa. now <laughs> like you know, like, we'll continue. <laughs> I'm not saying now, but you know what I'm saying? You wake up in the morning, yeah. you got to brush your hair. You got, you know. I have a wave cap. Okay. All right. Anyways. <laughs> uh, how, 
first of all, what what made you start growing your hair? Like locks? Um, so I I actually was like one of the girls in school that was just like my hair had to be straight. <laughs> like I just I grew up like with the pressing curl. My grandmom is actually Native American and she has really long straight hair. And so like that was the standard. Um, so I was always like, you know, I relaxed my hair super young. My mom didn't know any different because she also has long straight hair. Right. And I relaxed my hair super young. It all fell out. I cut it off. Um, and then it was like flat irons, curling irons, <laughs> like, you know, the whole thing. Of course. And um, it was my senior year at Duke Ellington. And I was like, I don't know. It was just kind of a moment of like, can I shed all of that? Like, can I, can I shed all of that? Like, right. is this, is this really a part of, is this, does this have to be such a core part of my identity? Is like worrying about having straight hair and having like this clean cut Eurocentric look. Like, do I have, like, is this, why is it so important to me? So I think I, I locked my hair. I think my lock anniversary is like August 22nd, 2009. Uh, like summer yeah, yeah. 2009. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and I got my lock. Listen, listen, when you start the journey and you start to lock your hair and you start that whole process, it's a spiritual journey. It really is. It is. Cause it's, it really is. This is the longest my hair has ever been. And I went through that whole process of, curl you know the mm -hmm. long hair and stuff like that and and you know ironing your you know pressing your hair and wait, all that good wait, stuff and did, did you have a jerk curl no oh, i'm not that okay, old okay let's go back no 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 I'm, I'm saying like i'm like yo because i know there's still some older cats in Memphis with Jerry curls. That's like the '80s. Really? Okay. I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I was crashing my car. <laughs> I don't know what I'm this like, First of all, about. I grew up in the '90s. All right. <laughs> That's number one. Yeah, but Jerry curls were like the yeah, '80s. But, but if you have an old school parent, they can they can put stuff. But my on mom, you. like, there's people with mullets didn't, right now. My mom didn't do Jerry curls. Mm. That wasn't that's that wasn't a thing, right? So. I forgot what I was going to say. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, I understand. I get it. I get it. Because uh, this is the longest my hair has ever been. So mm -hmm. it's 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 very refreshing, you know. Now, would you it's say your... It's a spiritual experience. It is. Yeah. And would you say your locks is, um, as far as like gaining auditions or even on set, has it been like benefit for you? Um, I think that I fit... I think that with my look I fit into the category of like having a unique look um I guess I have considered the ways in which it could hinder me like um getting certain roles but I feel like the ones that I get are for me um and if I were to book that major role it's gonna be for me there are other options I could wear a wig if necessary whatever right. but it's very important for me to represent myself as myself because i know that there are people there are black women out there that look like me and we don't have to like edit ourselves and like you know i live in california so there's a lot of like oh you can just like get an injection or like go do this you know what i mean there's a lot of that. <laughs> you know there's, there's a lot of that i'm sorry i was thinking she was gonna say every anything else but that <laughs> <laughs> you know like it's, it's, very, it's very common it's very like, common 
you know, <laughs> like if you don't like something about yourself, you can just like go and get it fixed. And like, oh, all of the celebrities that you love, like they look natural, but like they're not. You know, they've had this and that, and this. You'd be surprised. Like, Doctor Miami. Doctor Miami. You know, but that that's that whole that goes back to that whole knowing who you are. Right. You know, I mean, your your locks are unique, but that's still you. That's exactly. not that's not going like, you know, to Dr. Miami or whoever or whatever and, and getting, you know, your face sliced up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or Dr. Like Butt injection. It, or or that. <laughs> that's the thing. It's the thing. Tommy like, Tuckin. Tommy Tuckin and I like that. Tommy Tuckin. That's that's the good one. Wait, 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 wait. Just just a PSA or whatever. Please do not get no surgeries or any kind of procedures in a hotel room. This is just a little piece of PSA. Hotel room. People doing that crazy stuff. I'm like, I thought they were over that. No, like, they, they still they still doing it. It ain't happening as much, but it's still happening. <laughs> well, well, I good old today. you know, good old eating and exercising can do the work too. I know, ain't nobody ain't nobody trying to do that though. <laughs> Really? Drink a gallon of water a day. They ain't trying to do that. <laughs> Drinking water. Oh, oh God, I would never. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> I would never have clear skin. <laughs> oh, that's the problem now. <laughs> but uh, as we uh, wrap things up, I just wanted you to state, like, why do you love what you do? Um, I love what I do because it allows me the opportunity to be creative, to, to connect with people. Um, it gives me a creative outlet. I think that I've learned in the last few years, like that's one thing that I've been missing and it really truly does bring me joy. Um, and I think that in the last few years, it's been very unpredictable for everyone. And I think that one thing that we've all considered is like what makes me actually happy. And like, if something were to happen to me today, can I say that I've been fulfilled? And that is what I was in search of. And doing what I do, it truly does bring me joy. And I don't think that we should waste a minute doing something that we just don't enjoy and i'll never put myself in that situation again so amen to that yeah there you go one more one more time for the you, you too happy with that button now she just keeps giving me reasons to to use it <laughs> like i have i have used this clapper more you more more on you than any other guest we've had Thank so. you. I appreciate it. No, so. you got you got some I mean, you got some really really good shareables, teachable moments like that whole know yourself, know thine self. Know thine self. Yeah. Know thine self. Know thine self. I like that. I like that. I think I this appreciate that. Because b- before you turn this into a darker thing, <laughs> we're, we're going <laughs> to go movies. ahead and wrap it like, up right slice there. Slice and dice. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to get you in the I'm, y'all going to be in my film. Oh, she, I'm going to get y'all in my film. She's going to do something bad to <laughs> us. <laughs> Oh, I'm editing this all out. <laughs> you gonna edit that out? Absolutely. I I don't want any trace of horror. <laughs> Not a trace no, of no, it. No, no so trace. y'all saying that I can't like kill y'all? Like Kevin, you like be already down really? on the ground? That, that's the question. No. That really? Look, 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 look. Like <laughs> that's we, a question you get, really asked me. We, we, in a movie, we gonna be like first forty eight now, or stabbed or something oh, like that? No, if y'all kill me, I'm Union. <laughs> 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 you gonna pay me sad great to stand me? No. <laughs> what if I get a lookalike that looks like you? Kill him. You can kill him, but it'll still look but like it, you. Oh, though. his name gonna be re- huge in the credits. <laughs> no, normally the actor's name is huge and everybody else is low. No, my name gonna be low. <laughs> his name gonna be huge. Plenty dudes that look like me. There's plenty bald headed black men to stab. I ain't gotta be one of them. 
Okay. I got so. you. I got you. I'm, I'm, I got you. No, you watch, don't. Watch. <laughs> no. Give me a year. <laughs> no. I'm going to film a horror movie next year. Look, um, we're, go- we're going to end this attempted hit <laughs> job. In this horror. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I wanted to thank you for taking time out to talk to us today. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, thank you guys for having we me. We really, really it's appreciate it. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you, thank you. And hopefully we'll see more great things from you in the future. Thank hopefully you. directing as well. I know, yes. Thank you I can see so much. Two two heavyweight directors with black women with dreads directing films. I like I like that. Oh, you gave me a compliment. Like Thank a you. Yeah, after you threatened to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> see how nice of a person I am. So on set, on set, she threatened to kill you on set. Right, it's on still. Set. I I feel like on I can still set. use this for the police. I I could use this it, clip it, and it would be great evidence. What, what, what if it's just an accident? Right, man, we getting out of here. Uh, y'all gonna get quit trying to kill me. I am once again Kevin Mumphrey with my co-host Karsten Hyde Ferguson yeah. and Victoria Killer Jones. Yes, I like really? that. Oh wow, yeah, that's a good one. Oh. This this is just you tried horrible. to insult me. It didn't happen. <laughs> oh. That was a and, comment. Uh, oh good lord! And that was a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>